0: Bhutan is a country that measures gross national happiness, or GNH, rather than gross domestic product, or GDP, which is what we're used to. So most of the countries measure economic growth. But Bhutan, as a country based on their Buddhist values, really believe that a society, humanity, is most successful at their best when material and spiritual development happen side by side, helping each other. And if there's anything that I learned in Bhutan, it's probably to unlearn a lot of things that I thought happiness, peace, and humanity was about. So for this episode, I wanted to share the three things that we might be getting wrong about happiness. More lessons from Bhutan. (laughs) Hello supers, welcome back to Paano Bata the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. Today on the podcast, I am sharing more of my incredible experience in Bhutan. I literally have notes like the nerd I am because I guess I'm recording this episode because these are things I never want to forget and I truly feel that it will help enrich my life and hope hopefully yours, in the years to come. So, Life Lessons from Bhutan, part two. Let's get right to it. For this episode, I wanted to share three things, three thoughts, three beliefs that we might be getting wrong about happiness. I'll go straight to the first one. We kind of sometimes think that there's so much suffering. How can I be happy? Right? Like. Ang hirap, ang daming challenges, ang daming problema, patong-patong, hindi pa tapos yung isang problema, eto na naman ang isa. How can you even be happy, right? But if there is one most powerful, I guess, thing that I learned from Buddhism, is they believe that happiness lies in your ability to transform your suffering, I mentioned this in the first episode, the five life lessons from Bhutan, how the Buddhists really believe that suffering is a part of happiness. And I mentioned it that they believe that of the six realms of existence, it is in the human realm where suffering exists that most happiness is possible. So let me say that again. They believe that happiness lies in your ability to transform your suffering. Ibig sabihin, ang buhay talagang may suffering yan. It will give us pain, challenges, heartbreaking moments, and we can't do anything about it, right? And they truly believe na happiness is your ability to transform that suffering. So, how do you transform that suffering, right? I mentioned also in the previous episode that I have been reading several, I guess, books to supplement my experience during my trip. And in the book I mentioned in the last episode, No Mud, No Lotus by Thich Nhat Han, he says there that the art of happiness is also the art of suffering well, Yes, the art of happiness is the art of suffering well. Like I said, wala tayong magagawa, suffering is really a part of human existence. And so, if you learn to suffer well, that is how you will experience, feel, achieve happiness. Paano 'yon? Sabi niya, learn to acknowledge, embrace, understand your suffering and you will suffer much less. You transform your suffering into understanding, into compassion. You transform your suffering even into joy. And yung joy na yon will, will spill out of yourself and will spill out on to others. It's quite a complicated concept. And there's so much that I have to learn about it, right? Because it is all very new to me. But the message is just that Exactly that. Wala tayong magagawa with the unfortunate things that come our way, right? Part ng buhay ang suffering. Whether we lose someone, something, there are challenges in our way. But if we learn how to transform that experience again through acknowledging it, hindi yung parang hindi walato or hindi I don't want to go through this. You have to acknowledge it. Nah, yes, it's there suffering is there i see you and that's how i guess the first step that you act on it right and the more we are able to manage how we feel whenever there is something that confronts us that makes us suffer that causes us pain yun yung key to happiness i really want to learn more about this but this was so transformative sa akin kasi sometimes we think na parang yung hardships It's a roadblock to happiness. But I guess in Buddhism, they want us to see that the suffering is not a roadblock to happiness. It is actually the road to happiness. It's because when we are able to understand our suffering, we don't cause others to suffer as well because there's kindness, there's compassion. There's also kindness and compassion towards ourselves. And that, I guess, is the key to happiness. I wanted to share more sounds from Bhutan. And what you just heard are prayer wheels being turned at the Memorial Chorten in Thimphu, which is the capital of Bhutan. And again, prayer wheels are like, imagine big tin cans with wonderful colors and designs and prayers written around them. That when you turn, they ring bells. And it is believed that the more you pray and the more you turn these bells, it earns you good karma. So yeah, sharing more sounds from Bhutan later. But let me move forward to... Another thing that we might be getting wrong about happiness. We kind of, well, I also kind of had this belief growing up that if I get this or reach this or have this, then I will be happy, right? We all have that goal amount in mind that we want to have in our bank accounts and then we'll be happy. We have that dream job, That in our heads, oh, if I get that job, I'm going to be happy. Or even dream partner, right? Oh, if I end up with this person, then I will be happy. But in Buddhism, they believe that happiness is actually being free from attachment. So attachment is one of the five poisons that is a belief in Buddhism. And if we are free from being attached... From that feeling of attachment to things, people, titles, money, fame, power, etc. They believe that that is when we'll actually be happy. Now, I wanted to read an excerpt from the book, Work, by Thich Nhat Hanh. And let me just open it here. He says, We tend to believe that we don't have enough conditions of happiness in our lives for us to be happy we have a tendency to run into the future to look for more conditions of happiness. But if we go home to the here and the now with mindfulness, we recognize the conditions of happiness and joy that already exist. We find that we have more than enough to be happy and joyful right now. Again, these are the words of Thich Nhat Hanh, not my words. This is his book, Work. He goes on to say, if you're not aware of the sunshine, you will always live in the dark. Mindfulness helps you to see that there is sunshine. That is so beautiful for me. That's such a beautiful reminder that Buddhism believes that in our life, we have so many conditions for happiness as a human. And that sometimes we tend to look too far out into the future, that it actually causes our suffering. It actually causes our anxiety. Who doesn't believe so much in mindfulness, which is basically bringing us back, our mind, our body, to the here and the now that we're breathing, that we're alive, that our heart is beating, that the sun is shining, that we have another day to live. And when we're in the now, a.k.a. when we're mindful, we see how much happiness there actually is and how much joy there is in life and i feel that's such a a powerful reminder that it's sometimes the things we yearn for the things we think we want the goals that we want to achieve that we aren't yet that causes us to suffer sometimes unnecessarily because what matters is what we do here in the now that will take us to the next Step, which is hopefully a step closer to, to that goal, right? Um, Buddhism also believes in the art of letting go, right? Being free from attachment. That feeling of casting off, that feeling of leaving behind, that we are bound to, to so many things. They remind us that, and this is super patamato. Buddhism reminds us that even if we get what we want, right? Kunyare! Yeah, this dream job, kunyare, this dream purchase, this dream joa, whatever, right? Even if we get what we want in life at that moment, guess what? We continue to suffer. When I heard this, I was like, oh, oh, Oonga, ba? Parang, even if we reach those micro goals that we want. And again, this is not to say that goals are bad, right? It's more of like the mindset of where happiness is in our pursuit of our goals. And they remind us that, yeah, even if we get what we want, we continue to suffer. And so, hindi datin dapat iasa yung happiness natin dun sa if I get this. If I reach this, if I have this, because happiness is actually in the now. Happiness is being free from that attachment. And that's just such a powerful reminder. So what you just heard is another beautiful sound from Bhutan, that is the Bumtang dance. It's a dance from central Bhutan. It originated from the Bumtang Valley and is performed in respect of the land and to the great Saint Guru Rinpoche. So Guru Rinpoche is believed to be the reincarnation of the historical Buddha. And this is one of, I guess, the dance's that honor the land and him as well. Before I move on to the third thing we might be getting wrong about happiness, I wanted to share more about gross national happiness, which is the concept that I mentioned at the start of this episode. So I was very fortunate to get to listen to a senior lecturer, Ap Kinzang Lendup. So Ap is like Mr. in Dzongka, in, in Bhutan, and Om, A U M. Is like miss. So I'm Om Bianca Gonzalez. So yeah, Ap Kinzang Lendup. He leads the Mind and Mindfulness Association in the Royal University of Bhutan, focusing on gross national happiness, contemplative education, and shamatha meditation. So I sat in a lecture of his on GNH, and uh I just wanted to share a few, I guess, enlightening things that I learned. So gross national happiness is something that the fourth king of Bhutan, who is the father of the current king of Bhutan, started in 2012. So way back 2012, he shared, Si Apkin shared that the UN had a survey and they actually ranked Bhutan 86th in happiness. So kung isipin mo, layo. They're measuring gross national happiness, pero 86 sila. He mentioned that, in that UN survey, they based happiness on income, health, and education, which, yes, by our standards, yeah, that, that would make you happy, right? If you have a, a healthy level of income for the nation, if health and education are, are good public services, right? But in Bhutan, they see it very, very differently. So gross national happiness has four pillars, okay? Okay. So this is, again, this concept was introduced by the fourth king in 1972. Instead of stressing economic growth as like the ultimate objective, right? This is based on the belief that the true development of society takes place when material and spiritual development happen together. And the gross national happiness concept has four pillars. So the four pillars that they use as a measure of happiness are sustainable development, preservation and promotion of cultural values, conservation of the natural environment, and establishment of good governance. So those are the four pillars. And if you think about it, they look at not just economic growth, economic growth, progress, progress. It's more like how is the quality of life? of our people, right? And in the middle of our discussion, I decided to ask a question. So I asked up Kinzang that, okay, you have all these studies on what makes society happy. I asked him, what have you found is the cause of unhappiness in the people of Bhutan? And without batting an eyelash, he said, speed. I was like, "Hmm." So powerful. So the Bhutanese really value slow living, slowing down. Again, mindfulness, right? Often there is no more work past 5 p.m. Um, they don't fill their days with so many things to do. They really just enjoy each day. They believe in engaging in economic Activity, of course, kasi kailangan for everything to run, but they believe in doing so mindfully. Again, every business, every company, every endeavor that the government takes on, kailangan sustainable yung magiging development ito. Kailangan ma-preserve yung culture. Kailangan alagaan yung environment. And good governance is the fourth above it all. So, Gross national happiness is something that so many scholars, so many leaders have studied. And if you actually go to Bhutan, you feel it. Like, yes, they're not progressive, actually, compared to so many other countries. It feels like you traveled back in time, right? But the quality of life, you feel that it's so much happier. Talaga. Which brings me to my... Third thing that we might be getting wrong about happiness, and this one's quite short. Sometimes we say, I want to be happy, right? As if it means happiness is a goal. But happiness is actually here in the right now. In the book, No Mud, No Lotus, still of Thick Nathan, he says that the art of happiness is tasting and delighting in the little happiness Of daily life. He actually quotes a French song, which I will not even try to pronounce because it's Hindi. But there is a French song that translates to What are you waiting in order to be happy? You can be happy right here, right now. Happiness is in the right now, no matter how hard that is to hear, because it's true. And in his other book, Work, he shares three, I guess, methods how we can nourish our happiness. Because aside from happiness, not just being like not a goal, it's also something that we have to nourish and take care of. And he, he suggests three things that we can do to nourish it. So he says the first method for nourishing happiness is to look and see that in our bodies and all around us, we already have many conditions of happiness. Again I mentioned it earlier, right? We're breathing, we're alive. The sun is shining or even if it's raining, we have another day to live. And he's convinced that if we even try to write down all the conditions of happiness, meaning lahat ng posibilidad na pwede tayong sumaya in the right here and the right now, it will take up not just one, not just two but a lot of pages. It's in the simple things. And it goes back to gratitude, really. A second method for nourishing happiness. This is quite simple. Also, I guess he says that we can compare our current situation with situations of unhappiness in the past. So, sabi niya, na lahat tayo naka-experience tayo ng napaka-bigat, sakit, hirap na moments in our past. And if we look back with kindness and compassion to what we've been through, we look at the now and we're like, wow. This is what happiness is like. And at that time, parang ang hirap makita ng happiness when you were going through that. But look at us now. We're happy now, right? And the third method of nourishing happiness, he goes back to mindfulness. He says to stay focused on the present moment and practice the art of living with both joy and suffering. Accepting and embracing our suffering and not fighting Or repressing it. (sighs) What keeps on showing up for me with everything I've learned is that it's not fighting the negative, quote-unquote, things that happen to us. It's actually embracing it. Like, okay, you're here. What can we do about it? And usually it's when we can transform those difficult moments that we see that glimmer of light shining through we see that happiness is possible and it's just such a powerful reminder that we don't need to look far we don't need to look out to feel happiness there are joyful moments in every day in right now that we can nourish to feel happiness And for the last sound from Bhutan in this episode, that was a prayer of a monk while he was making me a spirit catcher. So a spirit catcher is something they believe to ward away negative spirits demons and it's made of sticks and threads sort of similar to a dream catcher however this one is shaped like a kite and when a monk prepares this for you or helps you prepare it he asks for your name your birth date does a little computation and then proceeds to putting the string around the stick around the stick until the spirit catcher is made he blesses it with his prayers puts in a little colored um rice Butil ng kanin. Bigas talaga, the scholar. And then he prays over it. And my spirit catcher, I was lucky enough, I brought it to a waterfall right at the foot of Tiger's Nest during my hike. So, yeah, I wanted to end this episode by sharing a few nuggets from a book that I received during my trip so this book is titled The Bhutanese Guide to Happiness, 365 Proverbs from the World's Happiest Nation. This is written by Po Tsering. It's just a collection of proverbs. Some are funny, some are witty, some are serious. And yeah, I wanted to share five with you. Without a blessed life, even gold or silver have no value. Life is like footprints in the snow. Every step will show. It is more important to have a beautiful mind than a beautiful face. Happiness comes from mental freedom, suffering comes from an emotional prison. And lastly, quality, not quantity, is the key to happiness. And that ends it for this episode of Paano Bato, the podcast. I do hope that you gained something from this episode, especially now that it's Holy Week. A lot of people will be taking time off. I hope you do take this time to rest and reflect and practice mindfulness. Kaya, I really hope that what I shared in this episode will be useful to you this um, this Holy Week. I would love to hear what you think as always. Thank you so much to everyone who tagged me from my first episode about Bhutan. I loved... Seeing all your beautiful, beautiful takeaways, and I hope that you share your favorite takeaways from this episode with me as well. Please do tag me at I Am on Instagram, Instagram stories, and Twitter. You can also tag and follow Paanabato on Instagram. We also have a private Facebook group, the Paanabato Super Group. So yes, I hope that you were blessed and you feel blessed by this episode. Let's all nourish those moments of joy and happiness in our everyday lives. This is Paano Ba The Podcast, a Spotify exclusive, produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. And to anyone who wants to start their own podcast, check out Spotify for podcasters. It has exactly the same logo as Spotify, except it's color violet. So yeah, it's going to be free and super easy to start your own podcast. Have a good week ahead, supers. And I can't wait to share with you our next episode. Stay safe, everyone.